the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I am broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And I'm a religious broadcaster. We're doing a secular show. Uh, They sneaked me in. A religious voice in the secular media. Hi, everybody. I welcome you to the show. And... There was, uh, it was I was on an interesting panel earlier today uh, here in Nashville, and the uh, the issue arose about the question: Is there are there two Americas, and what to do about it? And that's of course the great question. Of course, there are two Americas, and I I, I have been saying that for about twenty five years. I, I wrote I don't know fifteen years ago an article that we're in a, a civil war in the United States. And it is, uh, thank God, nonviolent, largely, and I hope it remains that way. But uh, this country is completely divided. Do you realize that we we are in the thrall of another panic, the panic of global warming? John Kerry, one of the few people I truly can say I, I have utter unambivalent contempt for, uh, he uh, he said that if you think the refugee issue from Ukraine, where there are now almost two million refugees, if you think that's something, wait till climate change refugees, a hundred million. Do you realize the man made this up? Do you understand how they make things up on the left? And then they make policy on it. I don't care if they believe in voodoo, if they be- if they're completely irrational and hysterical. It's the fact that they have made policies based on it. This country has enough oil and enough gas to supply much of the earth. And instead we are dependent on Russia, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, soon Iran. Does one not understand how the John Kerry's of the world and the Democratic Party are ruining our economy? And if you ruin America's economy, you are posing a great danger to the world because America is a good country when compared to the other oil producers and money makers of the earth. That's right. The environmentalist fanatics, there are non-fanatics, but the non-fanatics are for nuclear power. The environmentalist fanatics are destroying us economically, like the woke left is destroying us philosophically and in terms of values. It's, it's, it's quite disturbing, to say the least. And they get away with it because the New York Times and L.A. Times and Washington Post and the rest, they all agree with them. Yep. If you think there are a lot of, uh, you think there are a lot of uh, refugees from Ukraine, wait till the refugees from global warming. How many refugees are there on Earth from global warming? Uh, is there one? 
I'd like to meet the person. I put them on the show. So, sir, you are a refugee from climate change. Can you describe how that happened exactly? Where, uh, where, where do you live? And why are, you, why are you a refugee? Do you think that there was any refugee on Earth, any of the Syrians who fled? Would say, yes. Oh, I'm not fleeing from Assad the butcher. I'm not fleeing from the Russians who have uh, uh, enabled Assad to be a butcher. No, no, no. I'm fleeing from heat. Yep. Too much heat in Syria. It's always been a cool place, but because of climate change, it is now... <laughs> It is now really hot. This is this is what this is what people believe. This is what we're supposed to believe. This is what if you have a college degree or better a graduate degree, this is what you believe. Pretty sick stuff, no? Really sick stuff. And the the, the two Americas as I have uh, consistently put it. But you know what? There's a point that I made that I want I want to make uh, again. In other words, I don't. I want to make it for you as I did for the audience this morning uh, here in Nashville. There is only one country where the battle against the left is a big one, is really organized and powerful. Not Canada, not Australia, not New Zealand, not Britain, not France, not Germany. The only free country battling the left is the United States of America. More than at any time in my lifetime, I have come to believe that the United States really is the last best hope on earth, as Abraham Lincoln put it. That, that is exactly right. This is the last best hope because we have organized fighting. Talk radio and Fox and PragerU and TPUSA. I was with Charlie Kirk last night in, uh, in Florida. We spoke at the same event in Naples, Florida. And uh, we adore what they do and they adore what we do. And then there's Daily Wire and then there are all the great websites. Then you know how many women came over to me? Is all women who did. Women came over to me and said they're running for a local school board in Southwest Florida. This is new. When I became a Republican, I I said so often that th- that we have a civil war, but only one side is fighting. And it turns out that now two sides are fighting. And it's driving the, the left crazy. That's why they try to cancel us as best as possible. And they do a somewhat good job. But somehow it's getting through. We start our own platforms, our own media sites, our own browsers, our own schools. And we have to. We must disengage from the left. I, I have said this for quite a while, but, but it, is more, it should be more obvious than ever. We must disengage from them. The inflation rate right now in the United States, overwhelmingly because of energy and overwhelmingly because of the damn environmentalists, they are damned. They only do bad. It, it, it is an astonishing thing that, that a, a, a group can only do harm, and they only do harm.
8%. And it's gonna, we have the highest gas prices in ever. Inflation rose 7.9% in February as food and energy costs pushed prices to the highest in more than 40 years. And this is from CNBC. Excluding food and energy, both of which moved sharply higher during the month, core inflation rose 6.4%. Gas, groceries, and shelter were the biggest contributors to the consumer price index gain. Auto prices eased. Worker paychecks fell further behind, and inflation, as inflation-adjusted earnings dropped 0.8% in February, con- contributing to a 2.6% decline over the past year. In other words, people, they keep saying, oh, we're making jobs and, and wages are going up. Actually, there's a net loss to the wage earner. But it doesn't matter to environmentalists. They're all rich. You ever meet a poor environmentalist? How many poor people are worried about climate change? These are bored, rich, secular people. It's a bad combination, as I tell you all the time. Al Gore is a perfect example. A bored, empty, rich man wants to save the planet in his private jet. That's it. That's what they are. They're bored. They have nothing going on, my friends. Nothing going on. My heart breaks for the average guy who has to buy, or average woman who has to buy gasoline. It's where I live in L.A. It's 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 seven dollars, seven dollars a gallon, because of taxes. Supposedly, California has a tens of billions of dollar surplus, but the thought of ever lowering taxes never occurs to them because they want to control everyone. They're, they are communists at heart in California, Washington, Oregon, and elsewhere. They are. want to control you, and uh, we want to get you out of your car. So the higher the gas price is, the more the environmentalists celebrate. So if they crush a middle-class person's life economically, they're happy about it. Because then the their hope is you'll get out of your gas car and you will get into an electric car so the the environmentalists actually celebrate the harm that the high gas prices do for the for them there is no upper limit we'll be back the dennis prager show it's back to school time and you may be burdened with college bills or private school tuition expenses. Dennis Prager here with home equity at an all-time high and interest rates low. It is a great time to refinance your home to get cash out to pay those bills. I suggest you contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. They're with Sierra Pacific Mortgage, people I trust, and you should too. Just go online and take 30 seconds to answer a few questions. This gives them the information they need to to give you valuable information often on the first call. Andrew and Todd are not brokers, they're bankers. So they can handle your loan from start to finish and they are always in your corner. Take that first step today toward getting that cash that you need. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172 andrewandtodd.com or 888-888-1172 888-888-1172 Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. And let's take a couple of calls, and then I got a lot more to uh, got a lot more to talk to you about. So is that uh, is that 
Cryol or Crystal in uh, Henderson, Nebraska? Hello. It's Crail. Crail. I'm sorry, I'm not hearing you. Hello. Uh, it, can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you fine. What is your name? It's Crail. C R A L E. Okay, C R A L E. Great. Okay, I got it wrong yep. here. Thank you. Hi, Crail. I've I have heard you talk before in regards to evaluating history, and I, I've never written it down, but you quote a passage from Scripture that has to do with the best way to evaluate historical characters is in their time. But I'm not right. saying That's that right. right. How is it that you phrase that, and what is the passage that you go to? Wait, I'm sorry, you're breaking up a bit. Say, uh, it's not your fault. It's, it's my connection. What was that again? How is it that you frame that? You have a better way of saying it. Okay, yes, it's a very important question. Yeah. And then, and and then, what passage was it from Scripture that you wrote to for that? Okay, good. I'm very, very glad uh, that you called. (laughs) I use the example of Noah. Noah is described in uh, the Book of Genesis as the most righteous man in his generations or as the righteous man in his generation each, each, I have to do it from the Hebrew in my brain so give me a break moment he was a, a righteous and pure man in his generations why does it add the words in his generations why doesn't it just say God saved Noah because he was a righteous man and that is the brilliance of the text you would judge people in their generations. Otherwise, everybody comes out looking bad. That is the, there is no wisdom on the left. None. Absolutely none. I don't, there's not a little, there's not an eensy-teensy bit, there is none. The moment you attain any wisdom, you leave the left. You can be a liberal, you can be a conservative, but you can't be a leftist. So people on the left they judge the the founders who were giants all of them were giants next to the compared to the midgets of the left midgets hate giants this is one of the rules of history and they condemn them because many of them owned slaves but of course they founded a country which became the freest country for black people to live in in the world that is why three million black people have moved to the United States in the last 20, 30, or 40 years, I don't know the exact number, from Africa and the Caribbean. And again, as I always say to you, are they stupid? The le- every leftist must think every black who moves to the United States is an idiot. Why would you move to a systemically racist country? Did Jews move to Germany in the 1930s? Of course not. Not one. But they moved to the uh, but they moved to the United States. Black uh, blacks have, because it's so good for them. And this this was what they the founders made possible. It is the only functioning, it's the biggest try in history of having a multiracial society work. It may not work, by the way. If the left has it way, it, it won't work. Only if the races hate each other, does the left gain power. So people like Charles M. Blow, black columnist, leftist New York Times, man filled with more anger and hate than even Paul Krugman, which is truly uh, an accomplishment, another Times columnist.
And he, he wrote years ago, I remember, that he teaches his kid to beware of whites. Yeah, got a really uh, upper middle class, upper class black kid in Manhattan's got a lot to fear from whites, doesn't he? As we know, it's a, it's a common thing for whites to um, to shoot the blacks, to beat them up on the street, right? It almost doesn't happen at all. An interracial crime, what is the ratio of black on white and white on black? Is it 10 to 1, 20 to 1, 30 to 1, 40 to 1? I don't know. So... Uh, they thrive on uh, anger between the races. That's what uh, that that is something that is big for people like a New York Times columnist. Uh, let's see here. And uh, Mark in Beverly Hills, California. Hello. Uh, hi, hi, Dennis. Uh, you mentioned hi. climate refugees. Uh, you're, you're, ago, wait, you're, and- you're a climate refugee. No, no, no. I wrote an article about two years ago for The Pipeline, which is a, uh, a website edited by your friend uh, Michael Walsh and John O'Sullivan. And the argument that I made was if there are climate refugees, they're running away from increasing crop yields around the world. And I, I took data from the United Nations that shows that Crop yields since 1961 in Central America. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Sean, uh, it's not Sean's fault, obviously. It's breaking up the call. So, uh, Mark, we're going to try again. I'm so sorry. Uh, For reasons I don't understand, it's not clear coming through to Nashville. So, So they're running away from great crop yields. Is that what you said? That's the last thing I heard. Yes, the United Nations has data from 1961 on that show. Sean, you'll have to figure out why if you can. I don't know, but uh, it's it's, uh, not working with callers. I feel bad. The data is, of course, I think I know what he was suggesting, and that is that we have higher crop yields than ever. The The world is producing more food and less hunger with each year. The monstrosity of the environmentalist lie cannot be overstated, which is why they never debate us. It, it is fascinating. Uh, why, why is there? Would John Kerry debate Bjorn Lomborg? I could raise tens of thousands of dollars to have that done. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets. That comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time, with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, 
and more. Call 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or MyPillow.com. Promo code Prager. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager from Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. So what is the uh, what is the reason for the terribly high gas prices? Joe Biden, who is a consummate liar. I have never in my life spoken about a president the way I spoke about him. I always was respectful to Barack Obama, even Bill Clinton. This man is a contemptible human being and a contemptible president. In my opinion, he is light years behind Donald Trump in character. Okay? But uh, the press the press is okay with any crook as long as it's a Democrat. So he is blaming the high prices on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But it, it, they started rising well before the invasion. From the moment the first day he did was, was stop the pipeline from Canada. See the PragerU video on the pipeline and you'll see how there was absolutely no rational basis for cutting out that pipeline. None. It, it Twice it got U.S. Uh, State Department approval for its safety. It had nothing to do with safety. It has to do with the fact that the Greens don't want us to use fuel. And if it means that many Americans will be unemployed or will not be able to afford their homes because of energy prices, the Greens are happy about it because they're rich and they don't care and uh, take it back. They're happy if you suffer because of energy prices, whether in Germany or America, because then you will get off fossil fuel. You will buy solar panels, which are really effective in Germany, which is cloudy most of the time. Yes. Putin's war is already hurting America's families at the gas pump. Biden told Americans yesterday... Well, Tuesday, as he imposed a ban on Russian oil. The man lies with the ease. Why does he lie so easily? Because truth is not a left-wing value and not a Biden value. It just isn't. So he's used to it. Later, he doubled down on his claim. Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible, Biden said. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Do you understand... Is there one person listening who believes this? I I really wonder. It is, listen again, it is simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production? Whew, really? There's nothing that he has passed that uh, suppresses fracking or drilling? I I mean, I, I, I don't know how you can possibly... How a person can say this? It's laughable. It's such a gigantic lie. And they write here in uh, Issues and Insights, such lies would be laughable if not for the disastrous impact that Biden's inflation is having on working Americans and small businesses still struggling to recover from the Democrats' COVID lockdowns of the past two years. Biden went even further, however, also blaming energy companies for the mess. 
to the oil and gas companies and to the finance firms that back them. We understand Putin's war against the people of Ukraine is causing prices to rise. We get that. That's self-evident, but it's no excuse to exercise excessive price increases or padding profits or any kind of effort to exploit the situation or American consumers. Well, why, why was it so cheap under, under Trump? Why were gas prices so cheap? Why did we have a surplus of energy? Why were we exporting natural gas? Why? Because he removed all of these ridiculous, irrational, destructive policies of, of the EPA. That's why. Energy prices began rising virtually from Biden's first day in office more than a year before Putin invaded Ukraine, adding to already severe inflationary pressures in the economy. Today, oil prices are more than double the $53 per barrel that prevailed when Biden's presidency began. More than double. Has nothing to do with oil companies gouging. And I mentioned to you the prices of a gallon of oil... So my wife texted me that the price at the local station, at a local gas station in our town near Pasadena, is $6.29 and 9 tenths. So $6.30 for the uh, for Supreme. $6.30. So if you, if you get the cheaper one, it's probably $6, probably 30 cents less. $6.00. For for a, a gallon of gas, it should be half of that, and it would be if if, if uh, Donald Trump or any Republican were president. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, everybody, as soon as uh, they fix it, if they do, I'll be able to take your calls. I'm very sorry about that. Probably sorrier than you are. <laughs> oh, God. I, there's one call here I'm really dying to take. I, I, I assume it's tongue-in-cheek that the uh, million refugees in Poland are victims of climate. <laughs> yes. A climate of evil. Talking about that... Uh, I don't even know if this is widespread among conservatives or not, but it, it, it is disturbing that there are, I think there are conservatives, I don't think, I'm certain, I don't know how many though, I don't know what percentage, uh, who think that because the New York Times and CNN are condemning Putin, therefore Putin and this war is not 
contemptible. The See, one has to be committed to truth and morality. My life does not consist of being anti-New York Times. The New York Times has become a propaganda sheet. That is correct. But I don't base any of my positions on whether I agree or don't agree with the New York Times. And that is the way a conservative, and in fact any decent human being, should come to a position on anything. So it is conceivable that the New York Times and I would agree that Putin is scum. And there, there is no... Uh, there's no problem in saying that. this war is so spectacularly evil that there's something wrong with the conservative who can't say that. I mean, have you been so burned by the liars at, at mainstream media that even if they tell the truth, you don't know what the truth is? This is then then there's no hope for the country. Truth is not determined by what The New York Times says, either pro or con. It is irrelevant to me what the New York Times says. If I happen to agree with them, so fine. What do I care? If you, if you must have in your heart, in your soul, in your conscience, the clarity of the evil of this invasion of Ukraine. And this crap about, oh, well, oh, they, they threatened joining NATO. Oh, poor Russia. Because if they join NATO, Ukraine will invade. I mean, please... Don't don't sell me noodles is an old Hebrew saying uh, that I re, I'll never forget. I learned a long time ago when I visited Israel the first time. Somebody said to me, this guy sold you noodles. That was that's the way of saying it's bull. <laughs> it's a great saying. He sold you noodles. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't buy noodles. My friends it is uh, was the Putin doesn't even claim it. Putin says. Ukraine was always part of Russia. Ukraine is Russian. That's why that's why he invaded. Uh, Robert Service in the, in the Wall Street Journal was interviewed. The guy wrote, wrote biographies, I think, of Lenin, Stalin, and Trotsky. I mean, he's a major authority on Russia. He said the, the, the reason that the invaded is he is he is not scared of, of NATO in Ukraine. He is scared of democracy in Ukraine. It's a brilliant insight. Totalitarians don't like when their neighbors are free. Because then his own population could get some very dangerous ideas. This country is in, in uh, dire dire straits economically. And you see the yachts these oligarchs own? I mean, I only saw it because they're now in the news because they're, they're, being, uh, they're, they're being frozen in, in where they are by Western banks and, and uh, Western countries. I mean, these are these are yachts that are five hundred million dollars, half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars on a yacht. They compete with one another for the more luxurious yacht. The American rich, I think, compete with each other on the more luxurious private jet. <laughs> but it's not nearly as ostentatious as, as the yacht. Anyway, Americans are not in dire poverty, although the left may may actually start moving us in that direction. I'd be very interested to to hear from callers to, to, when I'll be able to take calls. I'd be very interested to hear from people who are ambivalent about about the cl- moral clarity. This is this is black and white. 
tell you, folks, if you can't see the black and white nature of this invasion, it's not a good sign. It's a very bad sign. I look at these people leaving their homes and my, my heart breaks. What, what did they do exactly? What did Ukraine do? Country of 40 million? Size of, what is, what, is the, what is the natural size? Is it about California? I mean, California is a totally different shape. But, uh, in, in, you know, most people in the West don't even know about it, let alone put it into perspective. Ukrainians have every reason to hate Russia as, as Jews once hated the Germans. Jews don't hate Germans today. But uh, what, what, the, what the Russians did to Ukrainians in the 1930s, the, what is it, Holodomor, I think it's called. That's the, the Ukrainian term for, for their uh, genocidal death under Stalin. Read, read the Red Famine, and uh, it's not written even by by a conservative, at least not a conservative in, in the way we understand it. But it doesn't matter. The book is truth. People hear people starve to death, but they don't realize the the ripple effect of a person starving to death on a family and on a community. The amount of suffering is so is 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 not even possible for us to understand. Five to six million Ukrainians were starved to death by Stalin and the Ukrainian Communist Party, one might add. It is amazing how people can starve their own people in the name of of just having power or ideology. The human condition is a very difficult one. I'm going to be having a debate on this issue. Are people basically good? I'll let you know about it because I have deep convictions on that matter. You can't make a better world if you don't understand how troubled human nature is. We'll be uh, continuing in a moment. I'm Dennis Prager. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. So it's interesting. I'm at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, where, needless to say, uh, virtually everybody, if not everybody here, uh, is on the conservative side of the spectrum in the United States. Now, why would that be? Why would religious people be more conservative? It's an interesting question, isn't it? You'd think, you know, well, what does one have to do with the other? And by the way, it's not an easy, it's not an easy question to answer. Why, why does the average person here, and there are at least a thousand people here, why does the average person here involved in religious broadcasting, which is largely Christian, why do, why do they uh, why do they believe that uh, you, you can't suppress speech you can't cancel speech why do they believe that men don't give birth why, why in other words why do they believe the opposite of what we call woke why do they believe America has been the greatest uh, greatest attempt to make a decent society in, his, in the history of the world why why do they believe that uh, it, it, why, why are they not afraid of climate change? That's an interesting question. And it's not because they think God will save them, okay? N- none of this nonsense that uh, the, the anti-religious uh, Im- impute these ideas to religious people. I'm a religious person. 
I don't believe God will save us from climate change, okay? I believe it is a lie that climate change is an existential threat to mankind. I have seen no evidence of it. And since they suppress all the scientists, all, none of whom deny that the earth is getting warmer. We're not deniers of global warming. That's another lie of the left. We deny that it's an existential threat and that it is okay to ruin people's livelihoods as the environmentalists are doing in Europe and America in the name of this potential threat. So it's interesting. No, I'm at a religious broadcaster's convention and they're not quaking in fear, including about COVID. I'll bet you most of these people were anti-lockdowns. I bet you most of these people thought masks were voodoo. Now, why is that? I'll tell you, whatever the reason makes me religious. It does. It should make you religious. If overwhelmingly religious America does not buy any of of the irrationality of the left, I think it speaks volumes on behalf of a religious conviction. It may be the one vaccine against irrationality, ironically. Because clearly, religious people do have some non-rational beliefs. There's no question. But not when it comes to reality. Comes to theology, we all have. We all have our non-rational beliefs. I believe that God took the Jews out of Egypt. Can I prove it? Of course not. That's fine. But 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 in life, I'm rational. Back in a moment. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.